Welcome in to another episode of the Esports Network podcast, presented, of course, by Esports Network. I'm your host, Mitch Dreams. Today's issue is the Tifu lawsuit. So if you're not sure what this is, we're going to be breaking down this whole situation, but the cliff notes are that Turner Tifu Tenny, who is one of the largest channels on Twitch and one of the most popular Fortnite players in the world, is suing FaZe Clan, the organization he's been signed to for over a year, over what he calls an opportunistic contract that prevents him from making other deals and takes too much of his money. He says that it is in violation of the California law. So we'll be breaking down this lawsuit, the article that came out this morning, and the myriad of different responses from esports insiders and from FaZe Clan itself. To help me break this down, I'm joined by esports journalist Terrell Skelly, who you might remember from some previous podcasts. How are you doing today, Terrell? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. So yeah, this story really... (laughs) Yeah, this story lit the esports world on fire today. It is all anybody's been talking about. It came out about 9.30 a.m. PT this morning, and ever since then, it has just been a whirlwind of different takes. Jacob ESPN's Jacob Wolf just released his story. The Verge, Vox. The initial story was broken by The Hollywood Reporter of all places. So this has really gone very mainstream. I've done four articles on it for Fortnite Intel today. So yeah, this is just every, the news, the piece of news in the esports industry today. Terrell, I know you were at work when this broke. What was your first reaction reading the uh, Hollywood Reporter article and you know, getting caught up on the story. Um, my first instinct was, how did Hollywood Reporter get it? But <laughs> after you read it over, I'm kind of curious of what's going to happen with organizations and players and how this could have fractured. And like you said, it shakes the esports world possibly forever. Like, there's going to be something done. Yeah. For better, for worse. Yeah, again, this still just recording this the afternoon after this broke out. So the long reaching effects are impossible to predict, but it definitely could set precedent over some esports law. Uh, Definitely some comments from people who would understand that about what this means for esports organizations and how um, streamers, gamers, esports players are classified in legal representation so that's the that's the overall issue um but let's start with the hollywood reporter story so if you haven't come across this yet we're gonna break down so the title esports pro sues gaming organization phase clan over oppressive contract oppressive not opportunistic my bad uh turner tenney a 21 year old professional gamer known as tifu uh, Monday sued FaZe Clan for allegedly limiting his ability to perf- pursue his profession in violation of California law, passing on a lucrative brand deal because of a conflict of interest, and failing to pay him his share of sponsorship earnings. There's a lot of quotes from his attorney, Brian Friedman of Friedman and Tatelman, I believe is how you say that. Uh, one of the leading law firms in Southern California. You Google this guy, he's a very high power. This is not a not some uh, Breaking Bad, Sal, Saul Goodman-style <laughs> lawyer. This is a this is a high-powered lawyer who has got serious weight and serious money behind him. So I'm not going to read everything that happens, but basically his allegations against FaZe Clan can be summed up with this. They say that his he can only gets to keep 20% of the revenue from any branded videos that are published on Twitch, YouTube, or social media, and half of his revenue from touring and appearances. Now, it says nothing about prize money, and that'll be important later, because that has been something that the FaZe Clan has talked about a lot, but this article never mentions prize money. But it does say you only get to keep 20% of the revenue from any branded videos that are published on Twitch, and FaZe Clan has disputed that, say they keep no money from that. So, not 20%, but they, they're, they're saying he gets to have 100% of that money. So, huge discrepancy in what those what the two sides are reporting there. And then he goes on to add a bunch of random other complaints and allegations. So it starts there, and that's the main thing. Um, Friedman writes, FaZe Clan also continually pressured and encouraged Tenny and others to undertake dangerous stunts while performing in videos. 
During one video, Tenney suffered an injury to his arm while skateboarding, which resulted in permanent disfigurement. They also claimed that FaZe Clan signed an 11-year-old gamer and pressured the minor and his family to lie about his age. That is High Sky, who people in the Fortnite community will know because suddenly he was he was 11 years old in all the videos and he's like wow look at this 10 year old kid 11 year old kid who's really good at Fortnite. he gets signed to phase clan and phase clan's like, actually he's 13 and so that was an issue in the in the whole Fortnite community for a while and now it seems like you know that's gonna have to be that's one of their more serious issues they're facing in addition they have he has alleged tifu uh, has alleged that they promote underage drinking at their establishment, and they have prom- they've pushed him to illegally gamble in FaZe Clan houses. So, tons of different allegations there, and we're going to have to break it down a little by little. But how does, how does such a widespread allegation suit you? It's almost like they're just throwing things at a wall and seeing what sticks, you know? Yeah, um... Like when you were reading it through, I was reading it, like when you're telling the audience, and I was looking at it, and like you said, it's it's perfect. Like, hey, let's see what sticks because, you know, you need known the esports community for years, and even before, like esports was you know whatever esports, they always had issues getting money from the organizations. Like we know, you know, all the stuff that we cover or watch, there's always that one organization that doesn't pay, yeah. like. Denial esports so, is in the is in the thick of that right now, so that's a whole other story. For denial, day, yeah. denial. I heard about Luminosity, Renegades, stuff like almost all of them seem like they have issues. Mm-hmm. But with this, is they talk about the, the earnings taking up the eighty percent. It doesn't matter if it like we'll talk about like you said a little later about the you know the prize money and stuff like that. Eighty percent is still eighty percent. That's a boatload of cash that they're taking especially someone super popular as this yeah that they're that tifu is alleging they're taking we're gonna be careful about our language here because yeah that's sorry my bad allegedly no you're good you're good because this has <laughs> been just a very complicated situation in fact i don't know if this works but i'm just gonna do a blanket if we ever don't say allegedly we meant allegedly because none of this is proven so i think that works yes. does, that, does that work i think that works yeah so allegedly <laughs> they're taking me. up to 80 percent yeah. The issue is the fact that if this has been happening, how long has it been happening for? Um, and of course, one of the things too is the contracts. Like, what's the contract actually say? Because, like you said, one side saying one thing, one side saying the other. So there's, you know, his side, his side, but the truth could actually be in between, and no one's really discussing that part, which is kind of scary like it's so rubber banding of the alleged like percentage yeah now hollywood reporter has actually placed the entire statement and what it says is that phase clan is entitled of a finder's fee up to 80 percent but what phase clan owner phase banks has said is that they've only taken 60 grand from tifu in total and they have never actually, and they have no plans to take more than that. So while they can take that much, they haven't actually been doing it. So it's a really complicated scenario where, you know, why why have that language in there if that's not what you're planning on doing? Uh-huh. Um, so that's basically but, the crux of it, you know? Yeah, it's just like, I don't... Zero tournament winning, zero Twitch revenue, zero YouTube revenue, and zero from any social platform. Which, in a business sense, to me, it's weird that they don't get any percentage of that or any monetary value at all. Because you think they collect a little bit of something on top, a little bit of cheddar, a little bit of money on top of that. Because, you know, you have their name, you have their brand, and yeah, they're worth, you know, a boatload of cash, but you're you're working off of Tifu, like... Make some more money off it. Put it in the contracts. Yeah, so that's the official FaZe Clan statement. They say $0 tournament winnings, $0 Twitch revenue, $0 YouTube revenue. And you're right. If they aren't taking any money, why have it built in? So they're just, you, the, the player has to operate on a good faith agreement that you can take this money but are choosing not to and haven't previously? Right. 
it's and odd. It, it's an odd business and working relationship, you know, where you just have to trust. You have a, a contract that is, in Tifu's word, oppressive, but the actual relationship hasn't been bad because they're not y- utilizing the oppressive aspects of it, I guess, is if that's how both sides are correct. The, you know, mm-hmm. t- Tifu's true in saying that they they can take 80% and FaZe Banks is being accurate and saying we can, but we haven't. So we haven't taken advantage of him. So that's just, just a weirdly, we- weirdly created business relationship, you know? Yeah, and I mean, we're reading it in um, the allegedly part says and taking up to 80% of his earnings. I mean, I'm not, you know, I I took business 101 and stuff like in college, but you want a hard number. You don't want up to usually because then you can take whatever you want from there. And, you know, FaZe could take up to 80% if they want. Or Tifu would be like, well, why are you taking all this 80%? And then he's out of luck. Like, I'd have a hard, you know, 50%. Like, you take 50% of my earnings. Yeah, I would almost rather just have, just know the set percentage that you're going to take and then actually mm-hmm. have you take it. Because then we don't have this situation where it's constantly just built off trust and they can actually just, you know, be written into the contract and both sides agree to it. Like, that's that seems like it makes the most sense. Yeah, like, it just seems the contract was written messily, like, on a napkin. And they're like, yeah. all right, we're going to do it this way. Like, all right. So. Yeah, and then uh, people have said Ninja actually went on record today and said that FaZe has some of the best lawyers in the business. So, we you you never know with esports contracts and esports legal thing, you know, just how well done and how professional it is. But there is, you know, Tifu makes multiple millions of dollars every month. He is uh-huh. the most popular, one of the most popular individual streaming channels on Twitch. And so he is making a ton of money. He's qualified for the World Cup in both solos and duos. The World Cup with a $30 million prize pool. So the money's here. The money, the money's around. Um, yeah, so it, how, what this contract actually says, we don't know. And that's the key thing. Um, we only right. know what Tifu's lawyer alleges it says. But, I mean, you could trust this guy. He's a high-power lawyer. He's not about to, like, stake his credibility on lying about a contract. Oh, yeah, no. He's he's going to take, take a case that he can win. He's not going to be the guy that, you know, is trying to make it big. He's already there. That's a good point. That's a good point. His time is very valuable. So he sees a avenue to make a lot of money. He thinks this will be very lucrative on top of other... He's passing up other lucrative opportunities to do this, too. Exactly. So, if it's if it's not a waste of his time, then something something's going to happen. Yeah, I think allegedly with you know <laughs> with uh, Tifu and stuff. Yeah. But I just like I just it's, uh, it's you know it's going to like I said shake the esports world and especially like streamers outside yes. the esports world. Yeah, this has a major implication for streamers because it's going to be it might set the precedent of them being considered artists and entertainers officially which would be mm-hmm. huge because it would write a lot of protection uh, phases based in california so we're doing it with california law right now and yep. artists and entertainers are protected under certain laws that streamers are currently not protected so that is the immediate possible important aspect that could develop out of this case yeah and i mean like just quick opinion they should be under the under the entertainment because that's what they are they're entertaining us i'm just in a different platform you know new age is the internet and twitch and mixer or whatever streaming platform there is out there like they entertain us like you know like a football player a basketball player like they need to get yeah they need protection just bluntly said yeah they they exactly they they are entertainers i agree but that's that's the farging effect. But let's get into some of the reactions. So this story breaks, and immediately people are all over it. You know, you've got everybody in the Fortnite community, people in the esports business side. But I want to focus on one guy in particular, and that is 100 Thieves owner and founder, not owner anymore, but founder and CEO, Nate Shot. 
And Nate Shot, if, if you're aware of esports, you probably know who Nate Shot. You probably come across him. His name's Matthew Haig. He was a Call of Duty World Champion with Optic Gaming back in 2011. Call of Duty XP Champion. I'm not sure if we're calling that a World Champion right now, but anyways, he won one of the largest esports events that had ever happened at that point in that event. It was one of the very first million dollar tournaments. I think it was just a couple months either before or after Dota 2's The International crossed the million dollar mark. But anyway, he took that success. He created his own esports organization called 100 Thieves. That's now one of the largest ones in the world. He brought on Drake as a co-owner. He brought on Scooter Braun. He's turned into a fashion brand. He's worked with NBA players. They have a bunch of different teams. And he tweets... I hope recent news doesn't affect the broader gaming community's perception of esports teams. There are plenty of organizations in the space whose top priority are their professional players and content creators. And for what it's worth, I'm personally friends with a lot of the owners and staff over at FaZe Clan. I know for a fact that the majority of them don't have ill intentions, but some of the organization just don't understand the esports ecosystem and take advantage where they can. So... Fairly reasonable, measured response, I, I would say. Um, yeah. And so then we get a, then we just get a, a dogfight. This is why I'm choosing to, to focus on this one, because we get FaZe Banks, who is the owner and CEO of FaZe Clan, one of them. Uh, one of the owners, not one of the CEOs, only one CEO. He goes, you're a piece of shit, dude. And when my side of this is heard, you'll see why. Way to fucking jump on the bandwagon and chase the clout. You must be you must be dancing right now, Matt. I'm going to personally make sure you regret you regret tweeting this and adding to this bullshit dumpster fire. That tweet, as you could probably imagine, has been deleted. But that was ridiculous. I saw that and I was like, okay, yes, Nade Shot may have gone a little. He may have tweeted before he saw anything, but it wasn't, he wasn't like FaZe Clan is a scummy organization. He's like, I have friends over there and some, some keyword, some of the organization doesn't understand what they're doing. And FaZe Banks just goes off. So. <laughs> like, I don't know, like we're talking about this off air and I'm trying to figure out like FaZe Banks is like, he is literally the kid that got like a blank check and he's like, all right, have fun with this. And then you expect him to act, you know, kind of professional, but he, you know, threw that tweet out that you just read. Like really, you're going to call him a piece of bleep when he is very, very calm, very collective about his tweet. And like you said, he said some, not all some. And there's always the people that always are like, I don't, you know, think this organization's run properly, blah, 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 blah. So it could have even been those type of people. But he, he took it personally, like real personally, like yeah, yeah. And so he immediately, phase nobody nobody identified Phase Banks. Yes, he's an owner, but there's four different owners: um, Temper, Blaze, uh, different guys who've been in the organization for a long time and have built it to where it is today. So right. he he really he made it about him, and these two guys both have over 2 million followers. They're both worth multi-millions. So when they start going at it, it's a huge news. This is this is one of the bigger feuds you can have in esports. These are two of the most important tastemakers. They both own esports organizations that are in the top 10 in many games and in valuations, and they're just going after it on Twitter. So that, you know, this, this blew up from there. I think this blew up even further... Um, thanks to banks yeah like it was it was definitely one of those things where it was kind of quiet you know it blew up the story blew up but banks went over there with a fire hydrant full of gasoline and just spread onto the fire blew up the entire esports world and then he's kind of saying he's like why are you guys all mad at me like what did i do wrong yeah and a lot of us are yelling hey dude you just literally came in here yelling and screaming like a maniac like yeah so yeah he, he you're right the the analogy of just taking fuel and just just throwing it on the fire just picking a dumbstruck of it and and pouring it on the fire you know i i think most people in this situation would just wait 
release an official statement from the and just never not tweet um so instead it's now a feud and now it is it is out of control and it has too many different parts and too many moving parts and you know i wouldn't be surprised if some of the things that phase banks said uh get brought up in the actual if this actually goes to court that that seems like that would make a lot of sense yep and on the internet the internet is forever like yeah he may have deleted those tweets but you know everyone has them like screenshotted like capped cut stuff like that snipped he he should have i understand you know sometimes people go off the cusp like that but he has to remember where he's at like it's hard not to, but definitely just go cool off. I don't know, scream into a wall or whatever, or just cry into your money, and then come back, come back out with a statement. Like, because mm-hmm. now you're just you're now you're just like an older man attacking a twenty one year old kid, and then you're attacking another CEO. Like it, it's mud on your face. So my question to you is this though, um. With you, you agree with me that uh, Banks is coming out the worst of the two. Yeah, right? I mean, Tifu uh, hasn't even commented shot. today. He's only commented through his lawyer, which is what a rational person would do. Right, and oh no, I'm talking about between Nate Shot and uh, Oh Banks. Yes, not not even a question because Nate Shot took that that rational statement and apologized for it and deleted it. Because he was like, hey, I jumped out. I, I spoke my side too soon. And I just want you to know that I appreciate you. And FaZe responded and was like, yeah, thank, thanks for this tweet. So <laughs> Banks re- Banks did that. And so it's just like, of course, Nate handled it with professionalism. He responded in a, his first tweet was a totally normal thing to say. Maybe, yes, he should have waited for FaZe's official statement. But yeah, I... He, he just goes, he just gets called a piece of shit by Banks immediately after it. And that's, that's the first public comment we get from Banks. We, we haven't heard a single thing from him yet. And the first thing we hear is, you're a piece of shit and I'm going to make you pay for this bullshit. Like, you're a businessman, my guy. You are not a random YouTube commenter. You, you have 2.1 yeah. million followers. You don't get to just, like, you're, it's going to have repercussions. And the thing is, like you said, you're, even then, you're not even like the streamer that can, you know, all right, he yelled out, he had his fun, we can make fun of him, and then move on. Like you said, he has power, and he has a lot of power. And that's kind of scary when you have a dude that much power freaking out like that. Because you never know, even behind the scenes, he might just yell at some of his, like, his, you know, employees and stuff like that. And that's kind of scary to think about if he freaks out like this. It's Over true. a rational comment and statement it's true it's true and we don't know what the interoperations of face clan are and honestly a lot of people really like face banks he is he's been in the esports scene a long time he's as he'll tell you about tifu he's improved a lot of people's lives by bringing them into face clan it's true he's honestly been regarded as a pretty decent guy and so that's why this whole statement is has been a little crazy so I'm going to read some of his Twitter feed because his Twitter feed is still mostly intact. A couple tweets deleted, but mostly intact. His very first tweet that wasn't a response to Nade Shot. This whole thing with Tifu is pretty unbelievable. The first thing I'd like to say is we do not and have never taken 80% of anyone's prize money. Remember when I said that at the beginning? Prize money was never mentioned in the Hollywood Reporter article. Never once. Not sure where that came from, but a contract like that has never existed. We've collected $0 from Turner's prize money. Zero. And that comes out again in the official statement from FaZe Clan. It says, FaZe Clan has collected $0 of tournament winnings, which is just weird because they're addressing an allegation that was never posed. Right. It, like it, that is... it wasn't in the article. So, so it's like, why, why is that your first tweet? Because that's not what he's saying. And it's intentionally misleading. So even if, you're, even if you want to, to help figure things out, your immediate tweet is saying something that has nothing to do with the story at hand. So that why why even tweet it? Why or and so we can talk about this later, but I was like, that's that's how you're gonna start. That's your first 
real public comment besides calling another esports owner a piece of shit is addressing an allegation that never was posed. Right, and I just I don't like like you said. It's the first thing that comes up. It's not even mentioned, so it makes people sound like, "What are you trying to hide?" Like as a fan, mm-hmm. say if you're a fan of Tifu and you're you know a hundred percent Tifu side, you don't care about the nuance, you don't care about the gray area, you're on his side, and you just look over there you're thinking, "Why are you saying that now? They didn't even bring it up. Why are you talking about it now?" Like, yeah, I just for me, like. They just came out and they're like, oh, we did something. We may or may not have done something, which is very bad, allegedly, when they come into, you know, into, like, lawsuits and stuff like that. You don't want to have anything that they can hold up and be like, see, see, right here. Just especially with a guy that powerful as a lawyer, I, I would just keep my mouth shut and put out a proper statement and then just let it go. Yeah, let the lawyers do this. Let your PR team do this. That's what they're there for. Um. um so um, I'm actually, keep while you were reading... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead. Actually, while you are reading that phase, the official Twitter actually released a statement. What did they say? Or they, they released another tweet on the Phase Clan website, okay. their Twitter account, and it says... Uh, the tweet says, a follow-up from the Phase Clan on today's unfortunate situation. Oh, yeah. And it says, after the hearing, the community, yada, yada, yada. But the thing that they clarify that brings out is what you were talking about. It's the 80% and the stuff like that. It goes, quote, brand deals featuring the gamer that exists on gamer or company's content creation platforms, Twitch, YouTube, or social media sites. If the deal is brought to gamers by company, it's 20% to the gamers and 80% to the company. And then afterwards, they say, let us be clear, we have never, and that's in caps, collected on the clause from Tifu or any other FaZe clan member. I mean, what's the point of signing them? Like like you said at the beginning, are you really doing good faith? Because I wouldn't trust a 21-year-old. Yeah, that's, it's, it's in the clause, and you kept saying the whole time, I don't know where this 80% number came from, and then... Finally, it comes out, and it's it's oh, right there. It's right there, guys. Whoops. That's the 80% number. It wasn't about prize winnings. It was about brand deals, and that's what it says in the original report. And now you're finally going to highlight it and be like, well, we didn't collect on it. That's not the point. The point is that it's in the contract, and he's against it. So, yeah. yeah. They go on to say in here that you know they've never collected on that clause, and they've offered him a bunch of different contracts. But, again... We don't have any proof of that, you know? Exactly. Sure, they might have. They, 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 they definitely could have offered him a bunch of different contracts, but how are we supposed to know that? Yep. So, I just, I don't understand. Like, my question is, Tifu is old. He was only 20 when he signed, mm-hmm. according to the lawsuit. Did he, his parents not have a good lawyer, or did he just go, all right, I'm just going to do it myself? Well, it's, because they make a point, and Banks is correct. This is the best point he makes all day. Even though it doesn't necessarily matter, He Tifo had 100 viewers, averaging 100 viewers per stream when they signed him. Right. So put yourself in Tifu's shoes. Face Clan's coming to you. You have 100 viewers on your Twitch. I don't give a crap what the number is. He had nothing, and FaZe Clan's a huge organization, and so, yeah, I I probably would have signed a, a contract like that too, and so then it get, gets into the, he signed the contract, he stuck to it, you know, that's, yeah, yeah so that's, that's where we are now, but yeah, he, he, FaZe can show that where he recruited Tifu to, and it's just an immediate spike upwards, because Tifu was a good player, he was known by mm-hmm. people in the Battle Royale, like, area, but that time it was Ninja and Myth dominating, and so FaZe Clan signing him was his big break, so I can imagine him just signing a very tilted contract that apparently FaZe yeah. never took him up on. <laughs> well, what it sounds like is a bad music deal. Yeah. Like, I want to make it big. I want to be like Green Day. I want to be like Sum 41, whoever was popular at the time, and we're going to give you a really tilted contract in our favor and we're going to have to deal with it. So it sucks to be you guys. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. So that is like, I, I, I get where Banks is hurt from this, considering, I mean, he has, he has Code Tifu, which is the, in the Fortnite item shop, you can enter a code for a, a player to get some percentage of the, the amount spent. FaZe Banks uh-huh. has Code Tifu tattooed on his arm or leg or somewhere. And now Tifu's suing him. So I can definitely see where his anger comes from. I just don't feel like it was handled appropriately. He sounds more like a scorned lover than anything. Like, Yeah, you were nothing he... before I met you. I made you everything you are. Why are you yeah, doing this like... to me? And then when the way he's shooting and, sh- uh, hooting and hollering over there, he's like, I broke up before you broke up with me, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting how this spiraled, because like I, we said before, it affects the whole entire esports world. Whether you're like a tier three esports that no one cares about, or you're a big game like Fortnite or Call of Duty or Dota or whatever. Like, people should be watching now. And then organizations also need to be careful too, because other players could be thinking, hmm, well, if my con- if his contract was this bad, let's go look at my contracts. Oh, yeah, and it's been an open secret in the esports world that a lot of contracts are just messed up. They are filled with just improper language, and they are just weak. So that's not a shock to anybody who's been around esports. But FaZe Banks, so you you called him a scorn lover in this tweet from four hours ago. He goes, honestly, fuck being professional. This is so beyond numbers of contracts. Homie, I called you my family at Tfue. And not only did I get blindsided, but you can't return a call? I'm fucking crushed, dog. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly. Like, it's literally, why aren't you calling me anymore? Like, yeah. like, I made, like you said, I made you. You know, you were nothing without me. And now you're treating me like this. Like, maybe you're the one that has the issues, man, in this relationship. Like, Seriously. I, don't, I mean, I think both sides have valid points, probably. But... The they crazy do. thing is Banks never seemed to actually understand what the allegations were about. No, that's the scary part. Like, I remember you were telling me um, about the YouTube video, if you want to explain to the audience real quick about it. Sure. So the big moment of today is Banks is going on to Keemstar's Drama Alert, which is literally what it sounds like. It is a place that rehashes drama like the James Charles makeup controversy, which I don't know anything more about. Um, but basically, they, they cover drama. And this was today's drama. And FaZe Banks and Keemstar have had a working relationship before. So he comes on, and it's literally just Banks spending 15 minutes going, I built him up from nothing. I really cared about him. This 80% number is, is bullshit because... It's, we don't take any prize money from him. Just rehashing that over and over and over again. And Keemstar gets in like, he can't even talk because every single time, Banks is just like, wait, wait, I really cared about Tifu. I really cared about him. And I can link that down in the description below so you guys can watch if you want. But trust me, I think I've covered most of it. But in, in the middle, Keemstar actually gets a comment in and he's like, so this underage drinking thing. And Banks is like, what? What underage drinking thing? And... That's part of the article. It's part of the initial article. And I'm like, did, did Banks even read it? And then Banks eventually goes, well, maybe I should have done some more research before coming on here. Maybe you should have read the initial article, my man. Like, like that, that the thing that everybody's basing their takes off of, maybe you should have read that. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the most embarrassing part is like, I am angry. I... I'm angry. I am raising my fist to the skies, yelling at this person. Have you read the original article? There's an article about it? Like, you don't look like a bigger fool, and then you don't know the actual material that's out there. Yeah, and that interview happens like four hours after the Hollywood Reporter article comes out. Like, So there's plenty of time. It's not know, like 30 seconds later or a hot minute later. Yeah, plenty of time. And so, and then even after that, FaZe Banks tweets, tweets still up. He tweets a clip of Tfue talking about how FaZe takes no none of their prize money. And he tweets, what, what was that about 80%? Again, never says anything about it. We are now like five or six hours after the Hollywood Reporter article comes out that never mentions prize money. Not a single time. 
And he's still focused on that aspect. It's like, what are you doing? What do you What do you mean? Like, there's so much stuff in this lawsuit that he can actually focus on. That actually has legit numbers, you know, that they could argue about. And he's worried about something that doesn't really. Oh, okay, it's not there. Like he's he's chasing a ghost. He's chasing a white whale. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like what for him? I'd be more worried about you know, the the drinking allegation and oh. the gambling allegation. Yeah, and, and signing an eleven year old kid and pressuring him to lie about his age allegation. Those are all way more damning than an oppressive yeah. contract. Exactly. Like those things can get get you into actual legal trouble compared to, oh well, this contract's bad. All right. Well, he either gets you know removed from the contract or you could fight over something else. The other stuff can get you in a lot of trouble. Like, so yeah. Like I understand you know the drinking or whatever was in Mexico, but you're still technically a U.S. citizen. You shouldn't be putting that on the internet. No, no, no. See, this is the thing: is that. He tries to use a video of Tifu drinking in Mexico as proof that Tifu drinks and doesn't need to be pressured into drinking. I'm sorry, that's what I meant, is he yeah. uses the video to do it. But it only holds up to other people's beliefs of, man, you got this underage kid to drink. And He's maybe, not even in phase know, at the time. This is from 2016. So Tifu, this is, he's using an old video of Tifu, who is over 18, which is the drinking age in Mexico. And being like, this guy already drinks, we didn't have to pressure him. But that's not the point. The point is that pressure isn't even the right word. You can't supply alcohol to minors. At all. You get arrested. Yeah. On the FaZe Clan premises, you can't be having alcohols at minors. And he says this in Drama Alert, which is going to be replayed, that he didn't need to pressure Tifu into drinking. Tifu just drinks. That's... A problem. You're admitting right now that an underage kid was drinking on your premises. What are you doing? Stop talking. Exactly. Like you're just what you're doing is you're building your own grave, man. Like you are legit. And that's the part he should be worried about. Is that it's not the eighty percent. Okay, whatever. Eighty percent. You may be right about that. But with all this other stuff, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. He thinks it's all about the money, but in reality it's Tifu is really just trying to gain leverage to get out of a contract. He just doesn't want to be signed anywhere anymore. Uh, that's yeah. that's simply it. And the way he's doing that is by just throwing a bunch of allegations at them to where it makes more sense for them to just drop him and let him get out of his contract than it does to fight all these different things. Like, that's what it seems like is happening right now. Yeah, um, I... I agree to that. Like, I can see that, especially, like, instead of finding some way to, you know, you might have to get, you might get sued yourself, allegedly, if you break a contract, do it this way. Be like, oh, I got all this stuff that, you know, they hit me with this, they hit me with that, they hit me with this, and throw it on the wall, and that's what Freeman's good at, throwing stuff on the wall. Well, what sticks? All right, this sticks. Let's focus on that. Mm -hmm. And when you're banks and you're hyper-focused on something, you're giving him ammo. So he may have one thing, well, now he has two, and now he may have three. Yeah, it, that's exactly it. And again, you like you said, he's he's just hurting himself with, with everything he says. It doesn't help. You can't use an old video of him from Mexico drinking and use that as justification because, hey, he already drinks? Sure. Right. It doesn't matter. He he wasn't on Phase Clan then. He was no, just uh, drinking. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. He wasn't part of you guys, but all right. But I want to record it and then, or I want to show this video. You know, retweet it or put it on my Instagram, or whatever. Showing that he drank before it doesn't make it any less right. That's the issue. He's like, I don't think he's thinking that part through. He's just because he's in such a haze of anger and, I mean, in my eyes, in my opinion, hurt. Yeah. No, I agree. He's because, hurt. He's legitimately hurt. you have to be hurt. When yeah. you have that tattooed on you, and then this happens, you have to be hurt. Like, you're getting your significant other, others tattooed 
on you and they're like, I don't want to do this relationship anymore. I just <laughs> want to be single and do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's gained almost like a hundred thousand followers today though. So <laughs> Well, I mean, so. that paid. <laughs> he might be going to jail and his organization get ripped out from under him, but hey, he's gained some followers. Hey, I mean he's yeah, and to be fair. No, and again, again, I, I gotta repeat: these are all allegations that have been posted. But we're really just talking about banks. Who, if he, you know, I was at Fortnite Intel. We did six articles on the situation today. If Banks doesn't tweet, we do one. Tifu is suing Phase Clan. It does well. It does well. Yeah. And then maybe Phase, and then you update it with Phase's official statement. But because mm-hmm. of Banks and the way he handled this. It has been all over the internet all day, and he might have actually admitted and confessed to things because he didn't realize what the allegations really were, which is the absolutely crazy part of all of this. Yeah, and for other orgs to watch this, so they're watching this unfold, like 100 Thieves, you know, Nade Shot, stuff like that, they're they're not happy with him at all because now the the, um, streamers, the players... Like they have, they have the ability to hold us up and see, be like, see, this is how we're treated. This is why, like, you know, some of them are talking about unions, like in League of Legends and Overwatch, and some of them are talking about trying to get more rights for them, and you know, using the California law. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just using this; they're going to use it, and it's ammo for them. Oh, it's true. It's true. And this was always going to come, and it apparently seems like Tifu is the is the guy. He's got the power. He's got the money behind it. He's got the name and. He's going to come after it, and he's going to try and change esports. So, Yep. Whether on purpose or on accident, he wants to do it for himself, which is I'm totally okay with. Like, do it for you, man. Always do it for you. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, it's, again, we're not passing judgment here, although, you know, I am passing judgment on <laughs> FaZe Banks and the way he's handled this. We don't know if the allegations are true or not, but we do know that he has added to the media cycle hell he's probably created this podcast here because i did like we talked a good 20 25 minutes of just him yeah no like we talked a little bit about the issue itself and then we just went and like elaborated on banks and how crazy he went and how how scorned he is yeah but yeah the just the hollywood reporter article is 10 minutes you read it you read phase clan's statement and that's it that's it yeah you go there oh Bad esports organization, unions, streamers' rights, and then we just go on to the next thing. We'll just meander on. And as we, you know, start to close the door, banks go off. We open that door back up. What'd you say, banks? And then he continues. Yeah. Which, if I had a, I remember I was reading something. I don't remember what, but it was a great tweet. And he said, if you had any friends, they'd tell you to stop tweeting right now. Yeah. Was this in response to banks? banks What's that? Was this in response to Banks, or is that just general? No, life no, this is a this is a while ago. Gotcha. So this, I just remember reading, it and it's always stuck in my head. It's like if you do have true friends in the industry, they would tell you, "Shut the hell up! You're making yourself look like a fool." Yeah, but there's, no one was there to help make Banks not look like a fool. There's whatever law firm is in charge of Face Clan is pissed right now. They are like. Oh. <laughs> They could have mitigated this. The PR people are just like, what is happening? Whatever PR person, if you're about to go on vacation and you see this, you're dropping your bag and like, honey, you got to go without me. I got to work all week. Yeah. Because it happened on a Monday. And on a Monday with a regular work week, this unless something big happens, like some of the other stories we talked about or some new stories come up, this is going to be in the news cycle for a little bit. It, it is. It is. And so, you know, right now we have another, <laughs> it, it's just still going. So instead of letting this die, 16 minutes ago, Keemstar, before Epic Games ever held a Fortnite tournament, the biggest Fortnite tournaments in the scene were Friday Fortnite, which was a uh-huh. uh, community run tournament, Keemstar funded 20k prize pool. And now that's dwarfed by everything Fortnite does. But people love those because it was the first competitive Fortnite. So Keemstar just tweets, Mr. Banks and at Phase Clan is donating the 60k they made from Tifu for three weeks of Friday Fortnite starting on Friday Memorial Day weekend. 
Oh no. <laughs> oh no. So instead of no. letting this die, he's donating the 60k he claims they made. And there is going to be a tournament held three different weeks directly about this situation that is all underlined by the Tifu begs feud. You know? It's- and I mean, to be fair, Keemstar did kind of egg him on because he, like you said, he he started to be quiet and someone actually legitimately put, stop pouring gasoline into the fire. Go make drama somewhere else, bro. And he goes, quote, it's my job to stir the pot. You can't tell me what to do. I'm famous and I'm a celebrity. And Keemstar used that power to literally just set the world back on fire twice as bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> go make drama on someone else. This is this man's job to make drama. And him and his 2.53 million followers love drama. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's TMZ of esports. That's yeah. what he is. Exactly. That's exactly it. Exactly it. Like, Game of I mean, Thrones like follows said, him. When you have a drama, what? I'm just looking at his followers right now, and I'm on my, my girlfriend's account, and Game of Thrones, the official account, follows him. Keemstar. Are you serious? That's yeah. crazy. So does the U.S. Department of the Interior. Oh, that's just kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one there. Oh, like, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, like, but... He's there to make the drama. Like, And you know what? In this day and age... People will lap it up like a like a dog. They will love that stuff forever. And you have two point five three million viewers, and they saw that video, and then they're like, "Hey, he's like, hey, all right, man. Well, you know what? Give us that sixty k, and we'll give you a three week tournament for one of the most popular esports." All right, Banks fell for that hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, Banks just gave away sixty thousand dollars to have this story get brought up. And three more separate weeks that'll be watched a ton. Yeah. But it's literally, and it's all what's going to happen is it keeps going back. It keeps going back. Like, for three weeks, they'll be like, well, where'd you get this $60,000 from? Oh, you remember that that Banks and Tifu argument? Oh, that's where it came from. That's where it came from. And then Keem, of course, goes, imagine if Tifu wins. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this guy knows how to do drama. He knows how to do it. He does. He's literally a walking TMZ. So why go on to the, why for Beggs, why go on to the show that is all about creating drama when you're at the start of drama and he just, again, it's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. He, he takes a burner that's on medium and is going to simmer and go away and he's just, crank this bitch to high, it's going to bubble over and I'm just going to leave it oh there for, <laughs> for weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Oh, again, just, all right, one day, two days, all right, we're a full week, it gets over with. If something else big happens... All right, Keemstar comes in. Man, let's just... All right, this looks not cooked enough. Let's just boil it over. And that's what he did. Yeah. He did it perfectly. So the the Imagine If Tifu Wins tweet was 12 minutes ago. So this is really just a story that's probably never going to stop, thanks to what Banks has done with it. But um, we do have to stop this podcast at some point before one of the other people tweets. We, next, next thing we know, uh, Tifu's official statement will come out. But I do want to wrap up here because we're close to 50 minutes. I, I don't like to go over an hour on these podcasts. Uh, but I want to give you one final shot. What are your What's your takeaway? What's your bullet points from this story? What's the most important parts of it? Uh, esports business is shadier than a snake oil salesman. <laughs> um, uh, I Honestly, because I'm more pro, I'm always pro worker. I think the, the streamers and players should have more rights. Um, Banks should keep his mouth shut. And, yeah, that's allegedly, like, I want to see where this goes as a journalist, but also I'm going to get sick of it in two days because that's all they're going to be talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to write four more articles about this tomorrow. I'll probably write yep. about this every mentioned every Friday for an article. So we are going to have tons of this story to go around but i hope you really enjoyed you know learning about this a little bit more learning about some of the different players involved in this story um and now if you notice anything changing about esports law this really could be the catalyst for some much needed industry change so that's a cool thing to come from it 
but it's also just hilarious how poorly damage control can be in this industry. Yes, and it needs, like, it needs help yesterday. Yeah. Like, they got to do something. They got to team up with, like, if, even if they have to get bigger name medias from, like, NBA, NFL, stuff like that, they need help, and they need it fast. Or, like, esports could just cannibalize itself, to be honest. It could. It could. And, yeah. you know, I these people that helped build it, Banks was a creator of esports. He really was a creator of FaZe Clan. When he joined, he's built it into a lot of what's happened today, along with a bunch of other people as well, of course. But, you know, yeah. him, guys like Nadeshot, they're so important for this industry because now we have so much old money entering esports and we don't want that old money to just wipe out the people who helped build esports art to what it is today. And that requires esports people acting more like Nadeshot and less like banks. Yeah, we we want to say, hey, this is like, we don't want to be, the esports community and the esports world doesn't want to be made fun of, which is fine. But when you have like, less than a teenager sometimes act or they act like teenagers running the joint and then they're going to get looked at and that old money's just going to be like ha that's why you damn kids can't do anything with my money stuff like that mm-hmm. and you've got face clan has the largest social following um most of their people have over a million followers which is not true for a lot of other esports organizations and it's because they're so good at social youtube they're very good at what they do and when your leader is tweeting like this, so are the rest of the people underneath him. They're going to follow his example because, I mean, why shouldn't they? To. And that's a problem. That's a problem because we need people to be professional. Generally, be professional um, if esports is really going to grow. Professionalism is going to be important. Like, not you may not always believe in professionalism everywhere, but there's certain times where you have to you put that fake smile on and put that tie on and be a big kid. And this is one of those times they need them. Because all eyes are looking at you now, buddy. Because they hit the mainstream media, which is bad. So. Yeah, yeah. And when the mainstream media is only covering problems in the esports industry, that's also, that's also, and you know, that's, the media likes to cover, you know, issues, problems. Um, but we have to be careful with how people see esports when they don't follow it. When they're only seeing things through Vox and through these massive organizations like Hollywood Reporter. And this is what they're getting out of esports. I agree. I agree. Uh, Awesome. I'll let you go, Terrell. I know it's late over there. Uh, I got to get going. I know my girlfriend's waiting for me. So thank you for joining Uh, me on this podcast. I appreciate it, my man. Nah, no problem, my man. I will catch you on the flip side, all right? All right. Thank you, my man. Take care. All right, see you. Yeah.